Hi, this is Relatively Asian Podcast. I'm Teresa. And I'm Minnie, and this is episode 24 of our podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Last episode, we had a catch-up to kick off season three of the podcast after taking the summer off. We talked about where we went over the summer, new hobbies we picked up, and just chatted about life. Go check out that episode to hear more. This episode, we will be diving into the topic of things we wish we knew in our early 20s. The 20s are such a formative time of our life and packed with so many milestones. As Teresa and I are nearing the end of our 20s, we figured it would be the perfect time to discuss this topic. Indeed. Well, I mean, you're not really nearing the end of your 20s, but Dave close likes- enough. <laughs> Dave likes to say we're in our late 20s now, so I am indeed. What? Dave, why would you age yourself? <laughs> I was like, I'm holding on to the late 20s group for as long as possible. I feel like that's been a topic of debate. I was like, is 27 mid or late 20s? What's your opinion on that? Bro, I was holding on to late 20s until 28. I fi- I'm finally saying right now I'm in my late 20s because I'm 29. Finally. The day before you turn 30, yeah, I'm in my late no, 20s. No, yeah. I will hold on to that forever. So um, for those of you guys who don't know, on our Instagram, we actually asked people to put in their um, tidbits and their own opinions on things that they thought new in there so you want to go through some of those yeah and we're gonna mix it in some of our own we'll keep it yeah anonymous. so no one will know <laughs> no no whose thoughts are whose the first one is don't be afraid to change and be different versions of yourself so actually well okay i'll just expose myself <laughs> this one's mine um and i was watching uh do you know you yan no it was like she is an, a YouTuber that lives in New York City, and she, like, hangs out with Michelle Choi. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's not really point. But anyway, she, like, this is, like, her <laughs> words verbatim, I guess. Is the oh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. I was just, like, watching um, her today. I like to watch vlogs when I'm uh, doing work, and she had, like, a little, like, at the end. I guess she she's from New York, I think, her and her boyfriend, but I guess she moved to LA I assume or just somewhere else for like a lot of her life and then she just recently moved back and I forget mm-hmm. like the context she was talking about uh when she mentioned this but anyway this is from her so I just wanted to like not credit myself <laughs> but um no I think this is a good one because at least for me like I resonated with it because in, and we've talked about this before just like when it comes to I guess like career or like other things where you go to school for like a very specific major or like you're you just like all of your life seems to be on a certain track and then like when you hit adulthood suddenly you're like okay there's no like tests to study for anymore or like clear structure of my life I kind of have to like make it up for my own and so I think yeah something I wish I knew basically I don't think I really embraced change and embraced like self-discovery and exploring different as- aspects of myself until I was like 23, 24. There are certain things that could change overnight, right? But for the most part, a lot of long-lasting change takes a lot of time to work towards and build. And so for me to realize that at 23, 24, I feel like even now, two years later, I'm like just starting to see effects of like that mindset change of like me leaning into different, like exploring different versions of myself. And so I just, I even in college had this mindset so that you know, I could start like exploring different avenues just earlier on. Yeah. Do you feel like 
you like kind of stifled your own growth in some ways in college then or like can you expand on what version of yourself Um, or like what part of you that you wanted to change but you couldn't at that time yeah I guess like an example is just career like I knew from my first or second first and second internship at 19 and 20 that I like hated Mm -hmm. what I was doing and I continued Mm -hmm. to study it and I committed to graduating with that degree um Mm, okay and like yeah exactly (laughs) so if I had just pivoted then sure that would have been Mm -hmm. creating and sure it might have seemed like odd to other people then and certainly to my parents um like I think like my future self would be grateful Mm -hmm. yeah yeah your thoughts no I totally agree with that um I think I mean, I'm just going to read one of mine that I put in because I feel like it relates to what you just said um, because I'm going to talk about it anyways. But one of my things that I wish I knew earlier on was or something that I actually believed in was to not be afraid to change your career, even if you think it's too late and it's not a waste of the investment. So I think like similar to what you said, I guess like a different way of portraying it is like, yeah, for me, like I did pharmacy and two years in, I already thought it'd be a waste of investment if I changed. Mm. And I think I've had this mentality of like, I don't want to waste my parents' money. Like, I don't want to waste money in general. And I also don't want to waste time. And like pharmacy school was six years long. And I felt, yeah, similar to you, literally 20 years old, I already knew I hated it. I knew it wasn't for me. But because I felt like I didn't want to be delayed in life, like I didn't want to risk having to graduate late. Like, I didn't even want to add, like, one year or anything or because in my mind, I felt like that was unsuccessful or, like, I feel like I secretly feel like, you know, like, if you don't have your life figured out at a specific age or, like, you go back to school, like, I feel like it's a waste of an investment. Um, And now looking back, I feel like that was super naive of me to think. And I think I put too much value in, like, what success meant in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, it's kind of crazy because, like, we put so much pressure on ourselves and we're, like, literally teenagers. And then we, like, hold ourselves, like, responsible for the choices that we made at that age, which is, like, absolutely absurd. And I feel like now that I'm, like, literally nearing 30, um, I'm, like, realizing, like, the effects of my choices and like <laughs> I'm, I'm like questioning like everything and I and I, I mean I texted you earlier this week we didn't talk about it but like yeah I literally just like I'm like questioning like everything I'm just like why am I doing this like and and even like last year I was still under the mindset of like oh it's okay because like work isn't my life so it's like fine you know like kind of just yeah. like put your head down and get through it because at the end of the day it's like I care more about my life outside of work but I think only literally last week at age 29 that I realized like oh my god like it actually matters what I do it 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 matters if I'm happy during those like eight hours of work or longer um but that that was something like I didn't even like allow myself to think about before literally last week right so no yeah I mean like even like as your friend I feel like um like whenever we've talked about career and just fulfillment through it like you've always very much so put yourself in that boat of like oh I literally don't care what I do I only care about you know being able to have live the life that I want and to travel and to like see friends etc like I only care about yeah. what my career can afford me to do so that's yeah that is like a sudden literally yeah that is but I think that's just another part of yourself that yeah you're now taking steps to like allow yourself to explore right like oh maybe actually maybe I do mm-hmm. like you talking to yourself yeah. <laughs> maybe I do care about what I do and it does affect me and like it's scary to like yeah um it's scary to explore that, right? Because you don't know. Yeah. It's almost easier to just like live in denial. <laughs> and- yeah, no, it really is. 
um yeah and I'm totally terrified of like especially now because like I've put in like more than five years of working in this profession and it just feels like oh my god if I pivot to a completely different career it's like what a waste of you know my degree and and, like I got a farm d you know like I'm like oh my god what a waste (laughs) like why did I even do that to myself but I'm like damn if like 20 year old Minnie could have just owned up to the fact that she didn't like pharmacy and that was okay then like I could have saved myself like all these years (laughs) um but yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's still something I'm thinking through. But because honestly, what what do I like to do? Who knows? That's a deeper question to figure out. But yeah, I think the older you grow up, and like the older you realize like those things, like, I don't know, it's like, it's okay. And like, we don't have to be stuck in this like box that we put ourselves in. Yeah. I think it's also realizing like it's a journey too right like when you first start working you're just so excited to like start making money and then you're concerned about just like adjusting to adulthood and like doing a good job at like whatever your job is and now after doing it for mm-hmm. years you're like oh my god could I really do this for the next 40 years of my life <laughs> I know yeah so literally ironically, like ironically we're concerned about not wasting like one or two years of college or four years of college but if anything we're wasting that time like not actually pursuing what we might be interested in and because that's not linear either right but just like starting Mm -hmm. the process of like taking small steps to figure out what could I actually enjoy right because Mm -hmm. yeah just like in this day and age most people switch jobs every couple years and then once they're maybe at a certain level maybe every five years every 10 years like very few people are like yeah which just shows that like the progression of career is like just so different from each person and no, like mm-hmm. I don't think anyone really not anyone very few people know exactly what they're meant to do and good at doing etc mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah the rest of us are just trying to figure it out yeah or we have the luxury just taking or, it day by day yeah or if you marry a millionaire then you're good <laughs> oh my god yeah that's awesome. <laughs> you know more power to you if that's you no, like really. good for you like you figured it out <laughs> truly you're winning yeah I know Um, but for the reality Um, of us having to like yeah because maybe like I think for women too I feel like career has become more important just because life is so expensive yeah and realistically we gotta work if we want to live certain yeah certain lifestyles (laughs) so (laughs) yeah (laughs) so true yeah and I I mean honestly I never like pegged myself for like like I I don't think I could ever stay at home be a stay-at-home mom like obviously I think that's like a really admirable path to follow but I just feel like I like want to work which is just ironic because like I want to work but then I also hate what I do um so yeah I don't know and, and I think a huge part of me like didn't allow myself to like truly like let this affect me because I felt like I came from like retail pharmacy and like a, the clinical side of pharmacy where it was like so horrible yeah. that I felt like so blessed to like already have like a quote-unquote career pivot opportunity like three years ago that I'm kind of like, oh my God, like, who am I to complain? Like, I already don't have to work like 13 hour shifts. So I just feel like that. And I think it like makes me like struggle with like empathy when people complain about their jobs, like, and like, it's not even that bad. Like in the back of my mind, I feel like I'm always like remembering like, oh my God, the horrors of like what I had to go through. So it's like, in like comparison to that, I'm like, oh, this is not that bad, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think I'm finally getting over that mentality and like letting myself like still have like feelings, yeah. even though I'm not in that like state. Yeah. And like recognizing like you deserve to have like you deserve to be happy. <laughs> um, yeah. And you- Do I? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another conversation. <laughs> <Therapy>. <laughs> <laughs> um, like 
you you get to decide like you're the boss of your own life and you have agency to decide like no like i deserve to like feel fulfilled and be happy and just always like raising mm -hmm. for yourself you know and like just yeah like not having like limiting beliefs for yourself um mm -hmm. yeah i feel like the same mini that like saw the situation she was in prior to like your corporate job and was like oh my god this is like complete shit like i need to get out of this like That was mm -hmm. listening to your inner voice saying like, no, like I can't live with this. I need something better. And so it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's going to be that same voice kind of like guiding you towards yeah. better as opposed to just being happy that whatever you're in doesn't like suck, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But it's, yeah, I think it's I, a work in progress, guys. For sure. And I think of the people I know and friends and including myself, For for those of us who actually want to find something that we like remotely want to remotely enjoy, it is like like I don't know anyone who's figured it out. So you're like not alone. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. And who knows? Honestly, like I might go back and forth between this and like, oh, is it worth it or I don't know. But like, yeah, I'm just happy that I'm like I'm allowing myself to get out of that mindset. Yeah. Um, and that took me a long time to do, which is sad but also like that's just the reality um but even for that like it's never too late right like yeah it's you true recognize something better and you chase like chase it like it's always worth it to like take that risk mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah totally okay so the next one is friendships that you want to last require being actively intentional i just want to make sure oh okay i i honestly misread that the first time <laughs> oh really I, you for some reason i I thought it was like friendships post college require being <laughs> like if you want oh, okay. post college, they have to be active. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize like just in general. I mean, I think that's still applicable. Like even if you looked at it as post college, yeah. like because that still takes intentionality as well. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, I completely agree with that statement. Um, I don't think that's something that I realized like later on. I think that's something that like I've kind of already known but maybe this is like I guess later in life I was able to, to articulate that into like a sentence um but I feel like friendships in general like I feel like if you want to have like a solid friendship um then you have to be intentional and I think if anything like um going through my 20s it's made me realize like who my real friends really are um and I think like to your point before like I think when you're in college you have like access to everyone like you live in the dorm together you have classes together and like it's like the time where you like make friends and it's just so easy to see your friends yeah. and then after you graduate everyone like especially like let's say you go to like an out-of-state college or an ivy league or something that's like a private school and it's not in state and all your friends already live in the state you know a lot of people like leave and then yeah. you, you don't have easy access and i think that's when like your friendships are put to test so i think I think a lot of people, and I still remember this back um, in college when I graduated, I think as people started to graduate, I think people realized like how hard it was. And I don't think people like understood that until it actually happened. Because you always think like, oh my God, of course, I'm going to be like best friends with this person forever. Like we're always going to be close, you know? Yeah. And I remember I thought that about my roommate freshman year too. Like she was like my best friend at school during my freshman year. And, and, and I wanted to stay with close with her. And I, I told myself like, oh my God, like there's no way I wouldn't be close with her, you know? And then fast forward three years, like, I wasn't close with her anymore. And, like, I barely talked to her. And, like, obviously, it's not, like, anything happened. It's just, like, slowly, like, that season passed of our friendship. Yeah. But I think, like, 
if you do want your friendship to last, I don't think you should take anything for granted. I think you should put work into it because just like a relationship, like a friendship is like a relationship, you know? Yeah. Um, and and like it's gonna be hard, um, especially after college, especially like when people get married, have kids, like everything. I think as seasons progress, like people enter and leave your life and that's okay. Um, but I think like if you have a friendship that like you personally feel invested in that you want to keep then I think yeah you obviously have to be intentional because it's not just going to stay that way just because like you want it to you know like that desire to want it to isn't enough as sad as it sounds even if you guys both want it you know that's not enough in my opinion it has to translate into action for sure yeah and even exactly sometimes like you just never know yeah you don't and I and I think that was something that was hard for me to accept like when I lost someone that like I truly thought would be my friend for life. Um, and these are people that like, you know, were on the tier of like almost best friends for me. And like, we stopped being friends. Like I was so devastated and so sad by that. Cause I think like my like mentality at that happened was like, Oh my God, this can't be possible. Like I already, I did everything I could. Um, and it wasn't for like a lack of trying, but it was just like things sometimes just go a different way and like, it's okay. Um, and I think now it's like, I'm more at peace with like, you know, like friends come and go, but that doesn't mean that friendship at that time wasn't so important to your growth as a person. And that doesn't mean that person didn't mean something to you. Do you feel like your perspective on this statement has changed even like throughout your twenties, not just the adjustment from college to post-college? I feel like it really hit me like post-college. Cause I think, like I said, like in college, it was just really easy um I think like having like one-on-one meetups with people in college or just like having hangouts was like so much easier to attain that like I didn't really think about I didn't I know that like by definition that was like that's being intentional right like making time to spend with one person yeah um but I think in college like because that was kind of like the culture of college I didn't really look at it in that lens and I think only when like I graduated and like you know you're working and like you have other things going on in your life that's when I was like oh shoot like I need to be intentional what about you I think what is making me hesitate about this you wish you knew in your early 20s is like the lasting part friendships that you want to last require being actively intentional because like it's like before more so if you want any friendship to be like a strong friendship or like yeah then you have to be intentional Mm -hmm. which yeah that I agree with um Mm. I I don't know why I feel like I see how you're reading it you know what I'm saying yeah yeah it's the, it's yeah the I see happened. how you're reading it yeah and I just I don't agree with that yeah <laughs> yeah I mean maybe from college to postgrad there are certain things that could be within your control uh of yeah literally doing your part to reach out and being intentional with someone but mm-hmm. I feel like for me if anything something I maybe wish not I don't wish I personally knew it in my early 20s, but just kind of a perspective that I do have is like kind of what you touched on towards the end too is like not everything always lasts, but that doesn't mean the friendship wasn't good or solid and it didn't like serve a purpose for both of both parties like in that season. Yeah. So what you're saying is you feel like that statement isn't true because yeah. even if you are actively intentional, that doesn't mean that friendships do last. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, literally. Because I, yeah. Yeah, especially in the 20s when milestones happen of people moving away. I don't know, even like people getting new jobs and like it could be like who you marry. It could be like, yeah, like you said, if you have a family earlier in your 20s, like all of those things, 
I think are much more impactful to a friendship lasting maybe than just like being actively intentional or maybe not more impactful but they they definitely yeah I, I agree with that I think if this statement was just like and just like being intentional matters in friendships I think that's true for sure but I think like the greater realization is like is like realizing <laughs> later in your 20s like you realize that like sometimes that isn't enough yeah. and it's okay like you don't have to be like so torn up about right. it obviously it's like really sad and I think the first time it happens to you it's probably like semi-heartbreaking yeah. especially if that person like meant a lot to you right. but I think such emotional factors like affect it way more than like we like want want it to want to believe it does um because I think also like people handle like marriage and like having children differently um because I I I think like just seeing like people I know it's like you know their priorities might shift and you might not think that it will when it happens um but yeah sometimes things happen and it's tough it's not that being actively intentional will guarantee something will last but yes any most times friendships that last will require active intentionality on at some level but I will say that also varies by friend it does and I feel like there were friends that I was friends with in high school maybe didn't really keep as much in touch with in college but we're still friends Mm -hmm. now and we like reconnected probably to a closer degree after college so you also Mm -hmm. never know like sometimes (laughs) life gives you a free free gift that you don't deserve either based on your effort and intentionality right so yeah um yeah and some a lot of, a lot of times I think friendships can also be proximity based, and so those aren't I don't think those call for as much intentionality either, for in order to like have that friendship. Yeah, I mean that's why I think like in college like a lot of it was circumstance based or like you had a same class, but then once that's taken away, I think if you want the friendship to continue at bare minimum, like you have to be intentional. But yeah, I think in the moment it's it's based on circumstance. Okay, okay the next one. Don't show up for people who continuously don't show up for you. Dang. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> oh my. It's getting pretty heavy. <laughs> I feel like this is the most deep talk we've had. Um, well, I, I agree with this at a face level. I think hmm. piggybacking off of our conversation on friendships and just getting older, like the older you get, the less free time that you have and potentially like reduced capacity that you have um, especially as people get married and like start having families maybe even taking care of like their parents like all the life things so if someone's not showing up for like however you define showing up if someone isn't like showing up for you um, the way that you need or are showing up for them then you know you don't really owe it to them to continue showing up trying to show up for them or like reaching out to them is my thought process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I pretty much agree with that. I think, yeah, I mean, I think showing up is different per person, but I think like at the end of the day, I think a friendship should be two sided two ways and it's not one person in it. Um, and I feel like sometimes like one person is putting like 80% and the other person is putting 20%. Um, and I will say, like, I think it's situational and, like, depending on, like, each friendship. Because, <clears throat> honestly, at the end of the day, it's, like, what, what do you want for yourself, right? But I think there is a point where, like, it could be toxic. And I yeah. think, yeah, I've struggled with that, too, where it's, like, I'm showing up for a friend and they don't show up back. But then I tell myself, like, 
<clears throat> oh, it's because like they can't right. like, you know, like it's, and then I'm, I'm like, I'll be like, Oh, like, let me just hang on for a little longer. Like, I know it's not like intentional. They're just going through a rough time, et cetera. Um, but then it gets to a point where it's like, are you even like looking out for yourself anymore? Like you should like respect who you are too, yeah. because as much as like someone might, might not be in like intentional and hurting you or like kind of not showing up for you or reciprocating um, to you as like a friend, that doesn't mean like you have to just take it like forever, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think that's something else I did learn in my twenties as well. What does it mean to like set boundaries and when is it okay to be like, okay, like I need to exit this friendship. Right. And it's like, I feel like it comes back to self-respect, like you said, and also like you're mm-hmm. just showing up for yourself. Right. And it's like, I, I'm kind of like a firm yeah. believer where it's like, you can't really love people unless you like love yourself. Like you can't really trust mm-hmm. other people unless you trust yourself and I think the same goes for like respect and also like showing up and it's like are you really showing mm-hmm. up and being up for other people and being a yes man to other people if you don't even have that like same respect for yourself you know um, yeah I agree I also okay. think there's like an element of believing people like as I think something to know in this sentence is like people who continuously don't and kind of like you said Mm, make excuses for other people or justify other people's actions or kind of maybe every time that they disappoint you you lower Mm -hmm. your bar and then they disappoint you again lowering your bar bar in order to somehow just hold on to their friendship or maintain it and maybe you have like a Mm long-lasting history and people just frankly it's like hard to let someone go right and it's like easier said than done and when it means actually having to change your actions to like space like create space with someone in your life like it's it's really difficult and it's sad too yeah there's like grieving grieving of a lost friendship too that comes with that but if someone is continuously not showing up for you then like for who they show you to be right like Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the older we get like we're not responsible for everyone anyone else like every adult is responsible Mm -hmm. for their own actions and they have Mm -hmm. power over how they treat other people and if someone's not treating you the way that you know you deserve and a way that you're not happy with and again like you make the rules for your own life, right? You get to decide for yourself yeah. how you want to be showed up for. And no one can tell you you're like wrong. Yeah. So exactly. if someone continues to demonstrate an inability to do that, then believe that that is like what they're going to continue giving you. You know, don't expect yeah. sudden change <laughs> from that. Yeah, and, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it's hard. I think it's hard to reach that, especially in your 20s, because like, like just speaking from personal experience, I think it's really easy to get caught up in like, oh, but, like, I want to be a good friend to that person. Like, uh, being a good friend means, like, staying in the friendship, even when, like, that person's being, like, a really bad friend to you. Um, but I think it, like, takes a lot of, like, time and also just, like, the realization of, like, whoa, like, that person isn't being a good friend to me and that doesn't mean that I have to, like, take this anymore, you know? Um, as much as, like, I feel like there's almost, like, a strong guilt factor, too, you know? Like, oh, how can I leave a friendship when it's, like, that person isn't, like, doing this intentionally or, like, they're not continuously not trying to show up for me. Yeah. It's just, like, they can't right. at this point in time. But, like, yeah, like you said, like, it's not our responsibility to, like, you know, kind of fix other people, um, especially, like, your friends. And as much as you might feel like, oh, my God, like, cutting this person off might be, like, really difficult. It's heartbreaking. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, it makes me sound like a bad friend. Like, no, it's, like, honestly not. Yeah, like it's okay to like end a friendship because sometimes like it might be toxic for both of you guys you know and but like you're not realizing it because like you're forcing yourself to stay in because there's like history usually involved so I don't think this statement like comes lightly and I don't think this statement is like referring to friends like you just made like (laughs) yesterday you know like 
yeah, I think it's hard because I think once you get into that cycle of being a friend, being friends with someone who doesn't show up for you continuously, that's when it's like the hardest part to like break it off. And I think breaking it off and like having like acting on that conviction and like self-respect it I think it does get easier in a sense and whether it's like confrontation whether it's being honest with your friends like all those interpersonal skills are kind of like muscles too I I do feel like as I've spent more intentionality in my 20s being a certain kind of person in my friendships and like in my relationship the easier it does get yeah Yeah. I agree I think the first time is the hardest but I mean I think that's the pains of your 20s I think now that I'm nearing the end of it cries (laughs) but like yeah, I've realized like there's just so much growth in your 20s. Um, and, and, and it's like funny because I feel like back when I was 18, like I thought I'd be married with kids when I'm 25. Like that's like a complete joke to me. But like I, I feel like like no one, not saying like no one can do that now, but I just feel like there's so much growth to be had in your 20s. Um, I feel like, yeah, when you're young, like honestly, we just don't know so many things. And I feel like specifically as a young adult, you learn so much that you can't learn in college. Um, and I think, yeah, a lot of times those things fall in friendships, um, and who are like the people that we want in our lives. And that's something that's like a growing process and like, it's like ever changing too. Okay. So the last one we're going to be talking about is don't wait to do something until you have more money. Go for it, (laughs) Teresa. (laughs) I'm reading the, um, blurb that came with this. (laughs) Trying to think how they presented it. Let's just read it. If you have to save money to do something, start saving now. Don't think you're magically going to have money to do something in a few years. And you have more money, you're going to spend more money on everyday things. And as you get older, you're, you're going to have more things to spend money on. Unless you win the lottery or sell your startup, you're not going to suddenly come in to a lot of money. Do what you want to do when you want to do it. Um, okay, I don't agree with that at all, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. Who wrote this? A Byron, but yeah, it was a Byron. Wow, I do not agree with anything oh, she wow. said. Oh, wow. from that. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, All right, Samantha. Why do you not agree with that? First of all, she says, don't think you're magically going to have more money to do something in a few years. When you have more money, you're going to spend more money on everyday things. And as you get older, you're going to have more things to spend money on. Okay, that's completely false, first of all. Um, Not everybody. I don't think you can have a blanket statement to say that when you have more money, you're going to spend more money. Because like, I have more money. I don't spend more money. I think it's like different on how you want to spend money and maybe you're a little bit more open to buy things. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, if you want to like save money, like buy a house, mm-hmm. like you're going to have to have the discipline to save money for a house. And it's not going to be falling under this, like, Oh, like don't wait to do something until you have more money. Like whatever. Like, I don't know what Samantha is referring to, <laughs> but like, I feel like that comes with like discipline and like responsibilities, like as an adult, when you grow up, and I think it's very like, Again, Samantha probably went meant well, but I just feel like it's a very naive mentality to have to be like, oh my God, just run free, like spend your money. Like, yeah, I think like in certain senses, like, yeah, you should spend your money. Like you shouldn't be like in a cave and like, you know, like saving for like who knows what. And, you know, I'm definitely at fault for like probably saving money and like not living my life as much as like maybe like someone might think I should. But I feel like everyone has their own threshold, like do whatever you want. But I also think like, Samantha, please, like, if you want to save money, you can. Like, don't act like people spend more money just because they get older. Like, yeah, okay. Maybe if you have a kid that you're going to spend more money. But, like, if you're just, like, yeah, but that's different. Like, I don't think – I don't like how she said that. (laughs) I agree with – I can see where she's coming from. You're going to have more things to spend money on when you're older. I think that's true. 
like meaning like yeah if you want to buy a house or if you move out of your parents house and you have to start paying rent insurance you're off of your parents health insurance maybe um get married Mm -hmm. like a wedding buying a car having a child all those things taking care of your parents maybe yeah i do think the older you get obviously the more money you're gonna have to spend not like discretionary Mm -hmm. money but just like expenses right i guess for me like when it comes to like a career pivot kind of before like earlier this week when i was mentioning to you like wanting to make a certain career pivot in three to five years for me it's entirely to do Mm. with having more money Mm. but like finding the balance between money and time reckon and like children sort of like the optimal point in timeline Mm. or like obviously nothing is ever guaranteed Mm. and you never know what could happen but like uh, yeah kind of like high level future timeline like oh i'm like oh there's i don't i wouldn't want to make a major pivot right now because i'm like not willing to sacrifice certain Mm. things now potentially by having to start over maybe spending more money on education or on a boot camp or whatever it is and then maybe having to like restart Mm -hmm. my entire career and like start at the bottom of any like company or totem pole and etc you know but yeah three to five Mm -hmm. year timeline when collectively like my family is just at like a higher point then I would be willing to pivot Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I kind of wait sorry so you don't agree with her then because you're saying that you are waiting until you have like more money before you're I am yeah so I I personally am waiting but it's her statement is making me it's just like food for thought like it's something that oh I see like you don't have to wait yeah like it's actually yeah it's giving me something to like think about I see what you're saying okay well that's good 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 on you Samantha (laughs) um yeah I mean I do when I first read her like without reading the the blurred out underneath that statement I first read it and took it as like, oh, like if you want to live your life and you want to do something like, let's say crazy, like don't yeah. wait and like, don't like save money to do it. So kind of like taking a risk. So I think, yeah, yeah I think like what we used is perfect. I think I took that more as like, do it now. Like don't wait until you're like set. For her example, I was thinking of like, like traveling, let's say like going to different like locations and kind of just like jumping around like the globe, let's say. Um, and you might not have that much money, but like, or like you might have like, um, you know, like you want to be stable in your career, or, like some kind of milestone achieved before you do that. Um, but I think like, yeah, like tomorrow is today. Wait, what? Okay. I, I was trying to think of something deep, but whatever. Basically what I'm saying is like, I think her statement is applicable to some sense. Um, Cause I think people do like limit themselves based on money and, and what's like quote unquote, like the safe path to take. Um, but I think like, her blurb was just like, uh, yeah. I'm not she sure what she didn't explain like... it well but I think I think yes I think what she intended with that is like any big risks you want to take literally now is the time to do it yeah I agree with change, that or maybe you do it's your lifelong dream to like visit like a space I don't think she's meaning like, spend your money like recklessly <laughs> and like over and yeah okay. in, like every single thing and just don't don't deny yourself of anything that you yeah. want right I think she means, yeah. like, big risks. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, because even for, like, say, marriage, marriage, right? I feel like a lot of people want mm-hmm. to be established as an individual or maybe this applies more to guys than girls or they want to feel like they can be, like, the main provider, mm-hmm. like, financially financially stable before they can, like, commit to a relationship, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So could be an example, yeah. too. If, like, taken to the extreme of, like, no, I just want to make sure, like, my career is, like, solid. How long can you wait? Right? You might wake up yeah. one day and you're, like, 
yeah 35 40 45 and you're like shoot well i mean i'm crushing it at my career but now like i'm a lot older and it's a lot harder mm -hmm. for me to find someone something like that yeah i think the way she wrote it yeah. was very like not clear because number eight on her list is save your money <laughs> yeah so, and she's also saying, <laughs> that doesn't add up yeah that does not add up so yeah, I do agree with that general mentality. Yeah. And though. she's saying like, yeah, if you want to move somewhere and you do it now, right? It's like the big risks. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I agree with that. I think that. Samantha yeah. has a good head on her shoulders. We just... <laughs> I think... I'm sorry, Samantha. It's just like how you wrote it was just not it. Like, good it's just... But I get it's what not, you're saying. She's not good at... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blurb was not it, but the headliners are true. She has a good list. <laughs> okay, how about we close with this one? Um, what I wish I knew in my early 20s you're not old. What do you think about that? I feel very strongly about this. <laughs> I think it resonates with me a lot because I've been telling Teresa that I'm old since I met her when I was basically literally 26. Literally four years ago. <laughs> um, literally three years ago and now Teresa's 26 and, and that hurts me even more. But <laughs> that's besides the point. Um, I think like I always thought I was old because I just feel like I wasn't like at that life point that I always envisioned myself at. So I think that's where that oh. stems from. So for me, I just feel like, oh my God, like I feel so old because I just feel like my life isn't like complete. Like my life isn't like settled in some sorts. So like, um, I think I'm like old every age I am. <laughs> I don't know why, but like, yeah, I just feel like literally I was 23 and I was like, oh, I'm old because then like in that context, I was old, you know, in college. But now it's like, yeah, I'm still yeah. old. Well, now I'm really old, but now, but okay, basically, like I'm realizing that, um, as Samantha says, it's stop talking about how how old you are and just enjoy your life and your youth, because your youth is very much still alive. Okay, yes, I. <laughs> yeah, because of how you present yourself. Think about that. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, God, that that's so cringy. Oh my God, um. Yeah, I think I'm realizing I'm not old. I think I need to relax on that statement. I think it's just like, that's just like my default go-to. Um, but I will say something about getting older that, because before I used to say it like as like semi-joke, but semi-like, oh my God. But now I actually do feel old because I feel like I'm having like bodily, like, you know, symptoms of oh old God. age. <laughs> I feel like I can't digest food as well. Like actually it's a huge issue because... I don't know if other people suffer from this, but like um, before, like I used to be able to eat a whole meal and then like lie in bed immediately, like just like lie hard. And now if I do that, like I literally will feel the food in my stomach, like not digesting. Um, and so like I have to sit up for like a long period of time after eating so I can digest the food fully. But I've never felt that way before. Like it truly was after I turned 29. Yeah. You mentioned the bar barbecue, like. Oh my God. Yeah. I just feel so sick. Oh my god, yeah. So before, guys, I was like a freaking psycho when I ate all you can eat. Like I was like, oh, I'm getting my money's worth. Like I'm doing it. But now I'm like realizing like that's not worth it. Like my body isn't 25. So, um, yeah. And honestly, like I think before it was like definitely like a money factor. But now I'm like realizing like it's not worth feeling so like disgusting after because like now I just feel sick. Like I just feel really sick after I stuff myself, and it's just yeah, really not worth just it. Feeling sick all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the takeaway yeah um, basically i agree with your um mindset of like you just like have always felt old because you felt not like settled i think my version or like how i relate to that is i because i also feel old but not like not in the same way you feel old but i feel old in the sense where i feel 
like I haven't accomplished what I've wanted to accomplish. And I'm just like not at the point in life where I want to be. So it's basically what you're saying, but I just think it's, yeah. But for I'm me, saying, it's more. Yeah. But you're, you're saying a little yeah. bit different. I know what you're saying. For me, it's always been about finding like my life calling, quote unquote, if that exists, TBD. Or like what I'm like yeah. supposed to do in my life and finding mm-hmm. my passion, et cetera. Like that's always been my main thing of like, oh my God, I'm running out of time. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and no, like that makes sense. Well, you're still yeah, young. Thank you. <laughs> Is that like, like wanting you to be able to like uh, focus on like myself before having kids? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You have time. <laughs> They're there. <laughs> um, I think the older you get too, it's like more like, like if you aren't married, like I'm not married yet. Um, it just feels like, I think. And maybe we can talk about this like later on when we talk about like relationships or like dating or whatever. But it's like, as a woman, it just sucks that there's like a womb line, you know, and like you have to think about these things. Whereas like, I feel like guys don't. Um, So I think that's also why like my like feeling of feeling old just seems more like. Like, I feel like I have less time, if that makes sense, because like I do want to have kids at a certain time in my life. And so like, it just feels like that time is like nearing and nearing. Um, So I think that's why when. But, like, objectively, when I look at my age, like, I know I'm not old, but it just, like, feels like that based on, like, the context of, like, my life and where, like, yeah, I want to be. Because that's reality, too. Like, we do have, like, a the biological clock, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So thanks so much for listening to this episode. As always, Minnie and I are looking for new topics to discuss on the podcast. So if there's anything specific you'd want to hear about, let us know on our Instagram. Our handle is Relatively Asian. We'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Bye.